0: Hey, it's Karen Hunter from The Karen Hunter Show on SiriusXM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. This is a debut novel. It's amazing from, from page one, uh, which I, I love people who write. But I love people who write and codify actual history in their books so that we can actually learn some things and go down rabbit holes. Let me welcome to the show uh, the author of Sisters in Arms, Kaya Alderson. Welcome.
1: Hello, how are
0: you? Hi. Hi welcome 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 yay okay so so kaya um what was the impetus for writing uh this book about these black women all black battalion of the women's army corps what what spurred you to do this
1: well i've always been a history nerd in general but the main um impetus was if you can see it this picture floated on my twitter feed Um, About eight, nine years ago, and it was my first time ever seeing black women in uniform from the World War Two era. So that completely intrigued me. And I went and googled and looked them up and very quickly learned about the six, triple eight. The six, triple eight. Who are these Mm -hmm. women? Who are these women? Um,
0: So so I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to do this. Hold on. Hold on, Kaya. Hold on. Uh, Because we're radio first. I don't care about video. Turn your camera Mm -hmm. off because I think that that's going to make it easier to to not drain the internet connection.
1: And and go ahead. All right. Tell me about the 6 trip um, six Triple Eight. Um, they are the only all black, all female um, American unit to be deployed overseas during World War Two. And their primary job was to go and sort the mail and to ease the backlog that had um, basically were six airplane hangars worth of mail that were backed up from D-Day. So they went over 1945 to help get the mail going again and to help boost morale. So where were these women from? They were from all over the country. You had women who were from the Northeast, from the South, from out West. There was even one woman from Arizona, right on the Mexican border, who was um, both Black and um, of Mexican descent. And so um, she was even part of this group that went overseas in the
2: 6888. And wasn't it Mary McLeod Bethune who inspired even enlisting Black women?
1: Yes, Mary McLeod Bethune, um, as soon as she heard that there was going to be a Women's Army Corps, she very quickly jumped in, was an advisor to um, leadership, and made sure that there was room for Black women in that very first officer training class. There was 40 women, and um, a lot of them were either recruited by her or people that she knew, and um, whenever they had problems or they needed guidance, um, they would go to her and get things done. Because she had a direct
0: line to the White House through mm-hmm. Eleanor mm-hmm. Roosevelt. Um, so tell us about Grace Steele. How did how did this how was this character born uh, from that picture of those women?
1: Um, well, as soon as I saw the picture, I immediately said I have to write a story about them. And uh, my first impetus was to. Um, have a a flip on the soldier boys last night in town before he goes off to war. I wanted to do soldier girls last night before she went off to war. And so as I did more research, um, what came back to me was a a homework assignment I had in middle school where I was supposed to speak to the oldest person in my family and find out what they did during the war. And um, that person was my aunt Carmen. She was my um, grandmother's first cousin. And um, she said that during the war, she was a civilian um, clerk within the, um, army in manhattan and the only reason why she had gotten a job be- was because it amused um the hiring officer that she was a colored girl with a college degree so um basically grace is my story of what um my original story for my aunt carmen and for that color um, color color girl with the college degree
0: so wow. so this is your first novel
1: this is my first full length novel yes
0: okay you know, as writers and and there are many writers listening to the show, I think, I think it's really powerful that you took a picture that was on your Twitter timeline, I think eight years ago Mm -hmm. and went to your family and pieced together a story that is so rich and so amazing. Uh, What was the process? So how did, how did it start to come to life? Really? Um, Walk us through it, Kaya.
1: Um, I actually, I've been working on it put it, um, would work on it, put it down, get frustrated, was convinced no one would ever want to read this stuff. And, but it was basically for me, I was gonna write a little historical um, romance novella, put it out myself, self-publish it and be done with it. Um, but then a couple of years ago, um, my now editor um, floated the same picture on Twitter and said, somebody write me this book. And I was able to tell her, well, I have a hundred pages and she's like, send them to me. And next thing you know, I have a deal with William Morrow. So. Um, then I had to um, kind of switch gears, and it was no longer historical romance, and it was full-fledged um, women's fiction, a full-length novel, eighty thousand words versus twenty. So I kind of had to expand the story, which was great because it was it was hard for me to um, in that in the shorter piece to get everything I wanted, and so I was able to play with more themes, um, have more fun adventures. So it was a journey.
2: I love that you said yes from you found it on a Twitter feed and then there was someone looking for it on a timeline mm-hmm. and that you said yes to that. I love those kinds of synchronicities.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even when she was telling me um, when I first talked to her in my mind, I was like, there's no way in the world. And, and I was just like, yes, I do need to write this book. I've done the research and just kind of um, talked, you know, in my head, talked my way out of imposter syndrome and into a deal.
0: Mm. <laughs> spellman grad also you have a uh, master's from the university of west west georgia um so so you're 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 you've been put on this earth to tell stories uh Mm -hmm. why did it take this long to write your first book
1: life (laughs) life (laughs) happened here and there and also just getting out of my own way because i mean i think Probably as a teenager in my 20s, I was ho- stuck on the whole fact of Zora Neale Hurston wrote Their Eyes Are Watching God in Six Weeks, and why is it taking me forever to write this book? So once I kind of put that those thoughts aside and just say, you write your story, this is a Kaia not a Zora book, then um, I was able to kind of get myself together and write this book.
0: S- say your first name again, because you know, I
1: think I mispronounced it. It's Kaia.
2: Kaia, Okay. Mm-hmm. Kaia. When I was um, in first grade, I wrote my first novel, and that was typewriter time. And Mm -hmm. it was a a futuristic reunion with all my friends from elementary school. And for four years, from first to fourth grade, I wrote it, and I used to hand out little sections of it to people because it was like, what happens to Mm -hmm. me? Do I get raped? Do I get murdered? And in fourth grade, my fourth grade teacher got the pulled all the pieces together and she was offended by the violence and sex in it and she took the only copy of my book and ripped it to pieces and threw it in one of those big metal garbage cans uh, in the middle of the classroom and I remember I went home and destroyed everything I had created after that so um yeah one day I'm gonna get back to writing I got about five unfinished novels
0: I was gonna say mm-hmm.
2: Tanya, that that what what uh from what culture was this teacher she was um probably a, a mulatto woman okay all right eight six
0: six eight zero one eight two five five 866-801-8255. Kaia, um mm-hmm. finished the book you pleased with mm-hmm. it is doing well now, I'm sure they're asking for
1: the next one, yes. Um, actually, I signed that contract about a week and a half ago. My um, working title is "In a League of Her Own." It's about Effa Manley, and she is currently the only woman inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame at this right. time. And her claim to fame is she co-owned the Negro Leagues um, Newark Eagles team right. in the 30s and 40s, and her role in that organization um, is the equivalent of a general manager now. Um, which actually interest about her and when you read about her they talk about her baseball life but before that in the 30s she was the one that spearheaded the whole don't um shop where you can't work movement in harlem and basically in um the whole pickets and the boycotts movement to integrate the workforce on 125th street back in 1934 how did how did how did effa manly come across your desk how'd you find out about her um I was wanted to do a women in baseball in the Negro league story. Cause I was a big baseball fan as a kid. And then just poking around and digging stuff up. I, I came across her name and, um, a couple other women who had own Negro league teams and I was, you know, record scratch what? And so I just um, went digging. And then Effa came up and her whole backstory is basically a soap opera. Um, she, no one knows for sure if she was black, white, somewhere in between native mm-hmm. mixed race, something. So, um, if you do enough digging, you'll see that she is, not um, in fact, she has a little bit of, of Negro in her at least. Um, there's a couple mulattoes that show up, so but um, it'll be fun to dig into that aspect of her story. She didn't, and she was um, unapologetically black. Um, mm. She um, did um, did civil rights causes in the third. She could have passed, and she, you know most people would have assumed she was a white woman. And if that happened when she was on the road traveling, you know, oh well, that's your sure bad. But um, she was like a. Um, a treasurer for the NAACP in Newark. Um, she helped to integrate the workforce on 125th Street. She um, campaigned for Eunice Carter, who later went on to take down Lucky Luciano. So, you know, it's a very fascinating story, given the time and place.
2: Ooh. All right, when's this coming I, out? I hope you'll have her cross paths with Tony Stone, who was one of the first Black women baseball players as well, who played on teams with men. So love to mm-hmm. see those women crossing paths.
1: Yeah, well actually the only living um, Negro Leagues owner that we have, she actually played and then she later owned a team. She's up in Michigan. I've been trying to find her so if anybody knows her and, and she's willing to talk, I would love to speak to her. What is her name? Um it is I am blanking on it right now. Okay, cuz are you talking yeah. about Tony
2: Stone? Tony <laughs> not Stone Tony is Stone. Still alive.
1: Tony Stone played, but she did not
2: own. Right, right, right. But to connect all these black women in baseball, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she is yeah, still alive. Oh, she is? Oh, I would love to talk to her, too. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She's gone. I looked it oh, up. She's, she's gone. gone. Okay.
1: I know she I saw the gone. play um, back when we could go outside in 2019. That was off-Broadway. That was phenomenal. Wow. Um.
0: Any, any, not regrets, but, you know, is your first novel everything that you thought it would be? And we're talking with Kaia uh, Alderson. The book is called Sisters in Arms. Is this everything you thought it would be or better uh, or worse?
1: It's my husband and I jokingly have a list of things we never thought would happen. So um, every day it's something new, like when um, the book of the month club happened last month, that was something that wasn't even on my radar as a possibility. Mm. Um, It was one of the picks. and it was actually came out early for those readers ahead of the August 3rd release date. So that was really exciting. So I was able, and to have so many people um, respond to it the way they did. And my um, notifications on Instagram have been destroyed ever since. So um, my only my biggest regret was that um, the whole process of putting this novel together took so long. And um, some of the distractions, some I could help, some I couldn't help. Um, that would be it. Um, so I'm taking those lessons learned with the effa book and making it more cohesive. Well, you always have- in divine
2: time, absolutely, mm-hmm, always.
1: And on that, when you
0: uh, when that one's done, I would love to have you back on uh, to talk about the great Effie Manley, Effa Manley, I and um, would love to. And this book is amazing. So, a uh, good first job. I mean, first time out, Thank the you. Box. nice, well done, sister, well Thank done. You. Sisters in Arms is the book. Kaia Alderson is the author. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on SiriusXM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the SiriusXM app.